Hey guys, Brandon Fam here. When you guys get the chance, please support us on patreon.com forward slash game dev unchained to help us get to our next Patreon goal. Becoming an unchainer allows you early access to our episodes weekly and gives you other perks such as listening to exclusive podcasts where we talk to our fans directly about our developments and impersonal stories. We also have additional cool things that we're planning when you become an unchainer. So please, if you have any time and would like to support us, head over to our Patreon. Give us that support. If you want more than just listening to the podcast every week, please join us in our Discord channel. It's available on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. As you are listening to this week's episode, please go ahead and head over to 80.lv. They have amazing articles on game development, such as Akitsu, a new animation tool for game dev, where Aurelian Cherrier and Yannick Rossell explain the new features of Akitsu an interesting animation to a specifically designed for game development. Also, if you want to make your guns better, check out Rico Suyong Wang talked about the way he used Nick Reynolds' comments to create a more interesting in-game weapon. These are just a few of many articles that is available on 80.lv, so go over there and check them out. All right, let's get to this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is that special time of the week where you sit real close to the radio or the podcast device that you listened on Game Dev Unchained podcast. This is Larry Charles, one half of the podcasting team. Couldn't do it alone. I never do it alone. I always bring a special guest to help me co-host. And this week, he is the platinum trophy winner for every PS1 game. Mr. Brandon Phil. Hey, bringing back the classics and a special guest who is going to help us out with this new segment, Glassdoor Confession. Colin Fogel, how are you doing, Colin? What's up, Colin? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you guys? You're doing good, man. Doing well, man. Good to have you back. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back. So, uh, interested to see how this goes. Yes, <laughs> we are interested in that as well. So, uh, the segment is called Glasser Confession. It's a new segment we're adding to the podcast. And the idea is to give a little history lesson of a particular company, right? This week, we're concentrating on Kojima Production, also known as Konami Digital Entertainment in Los Angeles. Uh, and we're going to read the Glassdoor uh, reviews. Give a little bit of uh, the background, and we're going to discuss, and we'll take it from there. See how this goes on. <laughs> yeah, so you're listening live as we commit career suicide <laughs> and just blacklist ourselves company. Well, by company. we're starting soft, right? <laughs> Kojima Productions gone, right? So it clearly yeah. did not work, right? We're not speculating on that, no. but we're going to try to find out as best we can through Glassdoor what happened because yes if anything that is our best measure <laughs> yeah so in defense of everyone on the podcast two things one obviously these are just our individual opinions yes. and speculation this we're not representing any specific company as we say these things and two we are reading what other people said on glassdoor we're not reading what we said on glassdoor <laughs> exactly <laughs> all, right. all right so konami all right so when you think of a konami what games do you think of uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, uh, what was that soccer game? 
which one the soccer game the pro evolution soccer they oh, they were doing well before fifa took over uh i think it was zone of vendors was that konami yeah zone of vendors oh. that was a kojima game oh, i love that game uh silent hill right silent hill yeah. i think some of the bomberman uh games were from konami so a lot of classics are castlevania Right, yeah, that's another good one. So they're known through the PS1, PS2 era. Really, really good games. PS3, you know, they had the Metal Gear Solid franchise killing. Mm. And then PS4 is when we started seeing some shit happening, right? So they're known for those games. Kojima Production in particular was a spinoff. Well, it was like a subsector of Konami where, of course, yeah. Kojima was heading the studio, mostly taking care of the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, this was after Zone of Vendors, and um, they were they were in planning to do the PT demo, the Silent Hill, right? Mm, the reboot. The reboot. The PT demo that they release over a summer uh, without even acknowledging it was Silent Hill until you actually beat the demo, but it was a phenomenon. Like, everyone was mm. downloading, everyone was commenting. It changed the face of horror uh, for yeah. a lot of people, and Resident Evil was... Uh, Resident Evil 7, I think, the latest one, was very influenced by that game. So, uh, the 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 aftermath of that demo is still being felt a lot of horror games are still copying that formula yeah and you can't get it anymore yes. you know there's people ebaying their playstations that have pt on it right because they won't let you get it anymore it's crazy so a little bit more of course as we all know kojima production is no more uh so larry through your rough uh, assessment of what happened, what do you, can you summarize at least what you think or what you've heard reading through Kotaku sure. and everything? So I can say what I've heard. I think that from the development standpoint, I heard there was a lot of unhappy employees that were working there and that there's a sense that you don't kind of get fired there. You kind of just get irritated until you quit, right. which is, it's really sad to say something like that, but I, I guess it, it kind of stems from culture uh, that has been established elsewhere in the same company. Mm-hmm. And so like that kind of thing, I guess, carried over here. And then I guess some of the beef that was going down between Kojima and Konami was just like, it was such good drama, like mm-hmm. them winning an award for the game, but not acknowledging Kojima mm-hmm. or let him go on stage to receive the award and like all the petty stuff that was going back and forth as the things were kind of coming to a close. I, uh, the one thing I did speculate, even from Kotaku, was that I think the release of the PT demo was a power move by Kojima mm. to try to force Konami's hand into making the Silent Hill game the way that they wanted. But there was probably some things that he overlooked or that he, I'm assuming, was just not supposed to be done that he did anyway. It was like, well, F you then. I'm going to put it out. And then there was a lot of backlash that wasn't public that we just didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Kojima has his own studio now working on Death Stranding, I think, uh, the new game, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So he, he uh, was able to Belly keep his last name <laughs> for his new studio, uh, which was surprisingly pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So the thing that was going down in the midst of, uh, you know, the PD demo, Metal Gear 5, even before Metal Gear 5 was out, they were already replacing uh, his name, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. He wasn't able to do any of the press tours on his own game, which, you know, he's widely known for, for every one of his Metal Gear and uh, other stuff 
was uh, Konami was going through a phase, right? They were going through a change. Their mobile market was doing really well. Not to, not as if like it was um, completely outselling their AAA games. It was more like they spent this amount of money and then they were getting this amount of profit all right so the gap was a lot huger versus making a metal gear game or any big games they just saw a minimal amount of profit so they were mm. thinking oh you know i uh, the the phone games are are the future so oh go ahead can i jump in just really quick yeah. uh, i'm sorry to catch up here but so um kojima studios um, he basically left, and now they're doing Silent Hill, or this was no Metal Gear. Something? So Silent Hill got shut down. PT is all the Silent Hill that you'll get with Kojima's name on it, right? Uh, okay, okay. So he was Silent. Yeah, he was doing it with Guillermo del Toro, uh, the, like a new uh, uh, what do you call it when you're uh, rebooting a, a Silent. They were yeah. rebooting Silent Hill pretty much, yeah. and they were still know, under the Konami brand. But after the demo, mm-hmm. even when the demo was like everybody was super excited about it, they were going through oh, shit yeah. already. And so mm-hmm. because of that uh, divorce, you know, mm-hmm. the demo uh, was remains a demo. They don't, they actually removed the demo now. You can't even download it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. No trace of that game whatsoever. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, he went on to make his own studio and now they're releasing a game called Death Stranding. It's still early, I think. But uh, it was a crazy, what well, was the last uh, two years ago, right? Before, when this was yeah. all happening. Uh, Feels like it. It was very, because he was a vice president of the company. Not, not just his company, uh, his mm. studio, but he was a vice president <clears throat> at Konami for a long time. And that's a 20 plus year relationship, by the way. Like he was making yeah. Metal Gear since the 90s with them. Um, for it to go down the way it did, it was shocking. <sighs> Where we're not, I feel like us developers are used to being screwed, right, by the man. But like <laughs> to see it at that director level, you know what I mean? It's dude. fucking Kojima, dude. Like, how do you how do you have a company where yeah. you don't invite the vice president yeah. to meetings? <laughs> hey, you know what? That unfortunately reminds me of every other studio I've been at, except yeah, that type of level. That's crazy. That's insane. Man. It's like. We don't invite the uh, actual talent to meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let so him maybe, like do the press tour for their own game, which I only like helps them sell more games, right? So they probably got infiltrated by yeah people that hate talent. Yeah, yeah. Really well, it was definitely happening. The phone game yeah. craze was building up in Konami. So that's the brief history lesson, right? There's a lot more to it. There's a whole Kotaku article about it. There was stuff that was happening at the both Japan and L.A. This was surprising. Like Japan, I was like, oh, that's interesting. In L.A. it was happening, too, uh, where, you know, they would reduce their producers to doing uh, janitorial work because they didn't want to like straight up fire them. But they were trying to reduce their keep them around. But, you know, like Larry mentioned before, irritate them until they left. And they would do shit with email addresses being changed weekly so that uh, you don't have the email, the same email that you would use to email uh, outside of the company. They were afraid of people leaving, which is really weird. Uh, And then uh, just throttling the Internet for very specific uh, things and not being able to browse at work. So it was like a jailhouse. Right. And then, you know, Konami already has a bad rep, like when it comes to like 
uh, because they're big business that isn't games are making pachinko machines, right? Which is like a huge, like it's huge in Japan. It's huge in Japan. It's tied to gambling. A lot of times it might be tied to Yakuza stuff. So <laughs> for them to like do that type of shit out in the open like that, it was kind of scary, right? So uh, they, they formed. So the, the company that we want to kind of talk about, but we'll, we'll talk about when we look at the glass door, it contains both Konami and Kojima Productions together. Half the reviews for, for Pachina, uh, Kojima Productions in L.A. They opened up the L.A. company. I don't know if you guys remember it. I was super excited when they opened an L.A. company because the whole reason I wanted to get into the game industry was because of Metal Gear and I was never going to move to Japan to make a Metal Gear. <laughs> but I always, when they opened, I was like, oh, maybe one day, you know, when I'm in that area, maybe I can work for them to see what it's like, you know, to work on a Metal Gear game. That would be incredible. They built a state-of-the-art facility and everything. Hired, like, a bunch of shit, you know, people. There was, like, 150 people to 200 uh, or whatever. And then shortly, what, two years later, it was closed down <laughs> because of these all this, all this stuff. So, so was it uh, they blew too much money and didn't get enough back or was it a lot of just issues like they didn't have the well talent at the end of the. Let me look at this. Right. Metal Gear Solid 5 sold pretty, pretty solid numbers. Like it sold really well. Because um, I remember with um, Bioshock, what was it? Bioshock 3 Infinite? Yes. Afterward, when they closed the studio, uh, the head guy was like, oh, yeah, we're just closing to take time off. And me being in the industry i was like no i know how much you blow money and how many concepts you go through and this and that and how much shit you throw away you guys probably blew way too much money you still made a hit prog you know product yeah <laughs> but it was funny because to me when they went on the news and said that it sounded like they were just spinning a new story they were just like yeah we don't want to tell everybody that we broke even on this triple a you know award winning project we'll just tell them that we're yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely probably a mixture, right? Because they were pretty open by saying that their mobile business was making more of a profit, not in terms of overall growth sales. It's more like they spent X amount of money that didn't cost as much as making a Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And they were able to make five times as much versus two times as much. So there's, yeah. so their thinking was probably a mixture of like, we're paying a lot for making these games and uh, you know, we don't get, to, we, we have to wait five years to actually see if it's a success or not. Mm-hmm. So they were changing direction. Right? And I feel like Kojima production was the first cut when it comes to that type of thinking. Because Metal Gear is, I'm looking at the numbers, man. As a franchise, it has sold over 50 million copies. So Metal Gear 5 was critically well-received. You know, the whole industry was behind it when this was happening. So there was a lot of good deal of support um, for that, for what was happening to Kojima, right? It's very easy to side with Kojima on this one because that guy's in the history books 
gave us like one of the best franchises ever and to hear the developer getting screwed by the man is always like an easy <laughs> easy thing to go off of so uh you know everyone's fine now but that's you know we would hear at least on my part i would hear some people that worked at kojima production in la and kind of like how they were treated there uh the surprising thing is like they were similarly being treated the same way they their uh, colleagues were being treated in Japan where, you know, in America we have like laws over here that you can't treat people like this. You know, <laughs> I was very surprised to hear some of the stuff that was happening. So, well, I was almost wondering, cause when you were mentioning the whole, like, Oh, producers are doing janitorial, this and that, like, it almost reminded me of like, why, crappy employees don't get fired in the game. Yeah. This is insane. They were crappy. I'm just saying, um, it's impossible. It reminds me of that. Where may, well, no, where may, maybe it's the companies are just like, you know what? These guys know too much about our company, mm. the product that's in that. We'd rather keep them than have than fire them, which is kind of a weird, yeah. Could it be a severance thing, though? Maybe they don't want to pay a shitload of. I feel it's more of a secret thing or not secret, but just talking about the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there is a weird thing like that. Well, I mean, there is a weird thing. Like every company I've been at, there's always like a person there is like, why is he still here? How is he still here? Like it's so, and and until you hear someone actually getting fired, right. It is like a, a total gasp like what the fuck did he do <laughs> because you know he did something bad it's so hard to get fired at a game company i feel like there's a lot of chances not well i just feel like i just feel like they don't fire him like you were saying is because uh yeah they don't want secrets or stuff about their product could be yeah. so could be that well maybe they keep him around and they have him doing janitorial <laughs> janitorial workers <laughs> well hopefully in today's episode we're uh, that's a brief history lesson the games that they're known for we're gonna jump right into Glassdoor confession and if you guys for fun want to follow along <laughs> to know that i'm not making stuff up you know we're looking at konami digital entertainment right konami digital entertainment is of course still around but kojima production is long gone and uh, half of these reviews are about the la company so that's good uh, <laughs> we'll get a lot of sources all right so i'm gonna go ahead Give me a sec here. I'm going to share my screen so you guys can see it too. Oh, sorry. Are these ex-coworkers? Or just there are some that are current employees, and there are some mm-hmm. called former employees. So we'll read them. Okay. <laughs> it's all labeled accordingly. All right. So this is from, and I'm reading from the top, right? I'm going by popular. So we'll see what that means by popular. Uh, February 21st, 2017. Uh, title is project manager. Uh, he's a he or she is a current employee, and uh, he claims to have been working at Konami Digital Entertainment full time for more than three years. All right, so at least three years. Um, so the pros, pretty short. The people, the benefits, the pay, depending on the boss. All right, what does that mean? The cons for a tech company. They are very behind on software implementation. Advice to management, trust your employees. <laughs> so there's a few things in here that I, I've i heard before, right? So you see this a lot at certain schools, right? Certain schools don't really upgrade their software as much. 
but I never hear too much about companies that don't uh, incorporate new changes in the industry, especially, you know, Colin, you know, for environment guys, there's a new, there's a new software that comes out every week that we have to every learn. Freaking two, three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, or, or, or that, well, yeah, okay. You keep no, no, it's true, right? Even ZBrush, right? Yeah. One singular software, mm-hmm. every time they have an update, it's like a major workflow change or they're adding something that cuts half your time. So you have to spend the time to kind of get updated with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So for a tech company, this person says, they are very behind on software implementation. I mean... Well, I guess for me, this goes two ways because for me... Um, yeah, there are definitely some people that go to studios and really try to just change it all up and push too much. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for this studio, doing a realistic game, Metal Gear Solid, uh, looked beautiful. I'm sure they needed all the tech and yeah. got all the programming, everything to get it to run smoothly. So yeah, I'm sure there was probably something going on. Well, this one, this one particular review is earlier this year. So February 20, 21st of this year. So this is all after Kojima productions. I'm assuming, right? Are they still using the Fox engine though? I don't know. The reason why I ask yeah. is I've actually never seen it. So I don't know how easy or hard it is to, you know, bring assets in or what things are compatible with it. So in in all fairness, maybe some of the tech issues could just be that like, well, Fox doesn't let us do this or Fox requires us to do it a certain way. Something like that, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm just... I know the Fox engine was developed by Kojima Productions, right? They were kind of yeah. like the forefront of uh, making this engine. Yeah. Uh, and like a lot of companies nowadays, you know, all, very few AAA companies are using a third party engine like Unreal or unity at mm-hmm. least in this generation mm-hmm. so uh i know for a fact at least for their um there was an effort and they probably still are using the fox engine for pretty much all their konami games because i know the uh the soccer game like i mentioned before pro evolution mm-hmm. soccer is using a uh, fox engine so mm-hmm. I, I would assume that they are still because you know developing an engine takes million millions of dollars oh my god yeah. fox engine itself looked pretty damn good right with all the Metal Gear games, the same way that uh, EA is using Frostbite for all their games, you know, for Madden, for God's sake, it's a Battlefield mm-hmm. thing, but they made it for Madden, they made it for <laughs> golf, you know, they, they're using it for everything they can, they're milking yeah. the shit out of that stuff. <laughs> Maybe in the long term, it, it is a good idea, short term, there's a lot of headaches. So, yeah. if, you know, we... I guess the best way to assume is that when Kojima Productions left and, you know, some of them probably migrated to other teams or most of them probably left with Kojima himself, you know, there's probably a lot of talented tech guys still left at Konami. So I have Mm -hmm. to also assume that, you know, they do their due diligence to keep their job and upgrade the engine as needed. Um, but it could be when they say software implementation, it could be everything else that Larry, uh, I mean, uh, Colin and I was complaining about, you know, just general Im- uh, implementation. And if their focus isn't about realistic anymore and it's all about like these iPhone games or whatever, yeah, maybe that's, that's, that's another reason why they. Uh, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a tough comment because this is one of those where I could easily be at a studio and be like, uh, I mean, kind of like I was at one studio where we did hand painted textures and then some artists is like, 
you know, I can't do that. <laughs> so let's do So let's do. So he kept trying to push like, you know, better normal maps and just realistic lighting. And it's like, damn, man, like way to change the whole style. <laughs> it's not even the style. Yeah. So for me, I can't tell for. Get so started. for me, I can't tell if this comment is like an employee that's just trying to change the whole damn studio right. and get with the, or if he is seriously like, hey, our studio is. <laughs> well, there's a cryptic you know, message saying project manager. He starts off the comment with, in quotes, project manager, right? I don't know oh, if he's mean. That's a blow right there. Yeah. <laughs> project well, what manager. Is a, what is a project manager, though? Is that a. I guess it's a producer, is right? That? Isn't that a producer? I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, yes. A lead, like, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say it's it's probably a, a way of saying like you're like an executive producer without giving you the word executive. Mm. I'd imagine you don't have to five project managers, but you might have five producers right, kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though they're kind of in the same vein. I think this person sounds like somebody who's like top of the food chain of like project management yeah. for la- for lack of better words. He's managing something. His advice, A lazy program. Yeah, maybe advice to management. <laughs> trust your employees. Uh, I don't know what that means. Like, I guess Konami with all that email locking and <laughs> and all that mm-hmm. stuff, not letting people browse. Maybe that that's yeah. what they mean. Like, don't trust your employees. I can see that. Yeah. Well, three stars out of five. So he somewhat likes it. He's like, <laughs> that's why he's still there, right? <laughs> so it says current. <laughs> it says current employee. Three stars out of five. Despite all this one word, but like this is yeah, the you- thing about Glassdoor. Right? I don't know if you guys have ever left a Glassdoor review ever. But usually when you leave a review, at, at least for me, right, if I were to spend the time going Glassdoor, if I'm not just reading it, I'm like, I need to say something. It's usually mm. negative, right? Mm. It's not for me to like, man, this Actually, company is so badass. I I can see that, but it's such a rarity, at least. I feel like uh, maybe some people have that benefit of a, such a good company. I've been working for six years. I need to let everyone know about it, but <laughs> no, it's, it's that way. Right. People are that way in general. Like Yelp experiences the same thing. Yeah. If you have even the most minor inconvenience, people just will bomb right. your, your, your site, but you do like a fantastic job and they will be like, Oh, thank you. Here's your tip. Yeah. And then they go about their business. Right. right. It's very hard to see people overwhelmingly so motivated on the positive end, but the slightest little inconvenience can motivate someone on the negative end. Mm -hmm. So there is that. I I agree. Well, this might have to be a big issue for them because God, I didn't even know you could go on a website and talk trash about (laughs) game companies. (laughs) This is sometimes it's just entertainment. Uh, I've read some that are just killing it for me. Yeah. I just feel like I need to tell my other professional friends who to look out for. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd ever go online, but yeah, that is a good way. <laughs> it is a good way. It's completely anonymous. So I'll, I'll go ahead and move on to the next I one. Mean, you should. This one, we have no idea what exactly it does. In quotes, they say they're a project manager, maybe a producer, who knows? But uh, even his pros and cons are just one sentence. Um. Mm. I think it's one of the situations where it's like I need to at least because it is one of the the latest reviews like February 21st 2017 that's of this year like maybe it's something mm-hmm. in response of too many positive reviews this guy is like no let me even the 
the playing field a bit. Let me let me humble this company. I don't like how everyone's like straight up praising like we're we're changing. It's like let me just make sure like all right, three stars. Um, all right, so I'm moving on to the next one because I need more perspective on exactly how many people think a certain way. So this one is December seventh, two thousand sixteen. Uh, job title is a defunct Kojima Production LA designer. Also. Oh, it sounds like a designer yeah, from LA. Cool. All right. This guy's a one cool. one sentence type of guy too. So three stars out of five, same as the last one. Pros. Great franchises, quality talent, location, quality life. I feel like that's pretty mm. default. It's like when someone asks you to say something nice, it's like, all right, I'll default to this. It's like pretty cool. But I mean, all that is true. I have no at least for me, I, I have no argument against konami or kojima production having great franchises awesome people to work with la is a great place to live and uh their nine to five work life balance is probably pretty good um cons not mentioning the uh commute oh, yeah yeah yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> unless you oh, yeah cool. unless they live there so cons uh american teen treated as second rate so this kernel so usually unfortunately kernel, are, yeah. i will say if you're working for a japanese company most likely that yes has to you be are it. most likely <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah no i have worked with companies uh in conjunction with japan and i will say that we are a fucking different breed and the people they hire in america to then run with japan yeah. i'm like i'm like no way would they be okay with who you hired over here to be your counterpart. Right, right, right. This is a joke. Well, but yeah, I keep going. <laughs> I mean, to comment on that, Larry and I have worked with a Korean publisher before, and the stuff I was hearing about how Korean employees would just like live or die by the game, right? They would mm-hmm. self uh, motivate to stay and crunch because the game is everything to them and it's about their work. Their work ethic is insane, right? While they were telling us this, like Larry and I was like on our way out at 5 p.m. <laughs> so, like, there's definitely a difference, right? Especially Japan. Japan is known not just in the game industry; they're known for working really hard. Yeah, it's a very work culture. It's a very work hard. Culture. Well, not just that. I hate to just jump in really quick, but I feel like they're. Cre- Creative directors are actually probably pretty creative. <laughs> I mean, not to rip on who I've worked with this and that in the past, but man, like I've seen, yeah, Japan creative directors, you know, like all their, their ideas, this and that. And it's definitely, I don't know. It's just a different league. Like you can tell in America, it's more like, Hey, I, I own a company. I'll be a creative director mm. or something. Yeah. And in Japan, it's like, hey, I'm actually insanely talented with a badass idea, style, mm-hmm. flair, and I know people around me who have that to hire. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just keep ripping on it. But yeah, I was with American company where we were to work with Japan and we sent them a few um, demos. And I could tell when even before we sent it, I was like, this is absolute fucking garbage. Mm. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, we got a... A movie license a few months later. Yeah, they were like, we don't want anything from you guys. <laughs> but uh, this is another studio where nothing I produced, you know, went to the forefront. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's it's true though. Like Japan as a country, you know, anime is such a huge 
entertainment industry for them. And I feel like everyone over there knows how to draw, even at a basic level. They're exposed with art all the time. So I, I can't imagine. Well, I can imagine that, you know, if you get to that level in a work hard type of culture and you make it to create a director, <laughs> uh, you probably are pretty good at what you do for you to be even recognized and respected. Yeah, there's there's some heavy hitters that come out of Japan, right? And so I don't want to just generalize the culture and say that they're very proud people. But from my experience, I see a lot of pride coming from the people that I've worked with you know, people who've gone to Japan and talk about their experiences there, you know, that you get like Miyazaki, like you can just say Miyazaki and an entire region of people will be like, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. And I can tell you exactly how that person changed my life Mm -hmm. through their art. You can't just be some rinky dink person and call yourself a creative director Mm -hmm. when you're coming from a place that is known for producing Titans in creative direction. So yeah, I, I can see where like, there's a lot of shit that they probably just don't put up with. But then also I've heard that there's a lot of times where because of the esteem and because of the like stature, they expect people underneath them to kind of really bust ass or like work overwhelmingly hard, you know, towards project goals. And, you know, reciprocity is not, uh, I guess, completely fair. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear about, was the director or was it Miyazaki I think it was Miyazaki was like hey I have animation internships available for my next movie yeah. you just get to work with yeah. me yeah right yeah. you'd be blessed <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> just working next to me. yeah <laughs> sure I'm sure people would but I think they're depending on that yeah, you know what yeah. I mean yeah you're, you're not going to get over there and, he, and Miyazaki's not going to come to your desk and be like, oh, Daniel, hold it, that's, hold, that's a good animation. Holding your hand, you there. <laughs> showing you how to trace. <laughs> it's like, fuck no. No, they'll work you like a slave for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally see that. I mean, the, we, we can't match them with worth ethic. And I, I feel like if we do, do barely match them in terms of quality or whatever, like... It's just a different culture over there when it comes to work, right? So we'll, I don't think the Americans over oh, here will ever feel like work is everything. Give my all, uh, bring crazy shame to my family if I don't complete this project by this week. <laughs> you know, no one feels like that over here. It's like, no, nah, I'm going home, man. I have a life. <laughs> well, I feel like, though, when I see their products, though, it's like so goddamn creative and... Uh... Yeah, I feel like that's maybe why they do stay like a lot later is they just feel a lot more passion and uh, pride for their product. Yeah. And maybe the people they're working with over there, you know, maybe they have more people with pride on their team. Yeah. And- well, I will say this about Kojima, right? So we're talking about the L.A. company. So this is a designer from the L.A. company. They specifically wanted an L.A. presence, an American company to help with the Metal Gear franchise. And specifically their online component right kojima has said many times in the press how he respected the western games like how uh, at least in the ps4 or ps3 they felt like uh the japanese games were lacking and that the western games are really killing it so there was kind of like a uh, at least in shooters right so there was a mutual respect at least from kojima and f- for that reason um 
they built the LA company. But this guy seems like the designer. I can't imagine a designer having that type of respect. Maybe Kojima, <laughs> because he's among his own peer. He's like, all right, interns. Wait, how many? <laughs> I've been here for 10 years now. You're still an intern compared to me. So I don't know how much of that actually went from him directly so i don't know maybe it's just from the producers talking to the la company this and that but uh yeah it would be cool to hear from like employees who have actually worked with kojima or worked under there because again right now we're kind of just reading and speculating based on but like i would like to know like is he the hero that i envision in my eyes because like kojima son i still say son right like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm supposed to or not but like it sounds like it's a more respectful way you know like if i ever were to meet him but um yeah like in my mind, he can do no wrong yeah. until he does wrong right. or until I hear that, like, oh, my Something God, like he that, treats yeah. people like shit. Exactly. <laughs> I, right now, I feel like he's the hero of this story. Yeah. But I have no idea what went on officially between him and uh, Konami. Yeah. The Yakuza. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm really on a blind on this. Yeah, well, we're finding out more, I feel like. Uh even yeah. even these reviews are short. We're going to the long ones really soon. But uh, just to leave off with this guy, um, his last advice to management is sell your franchises if you plan only oh. making pachinko machines. I, I feel like that's an American attitude towards Konami right now. It's like we know they make pachinko machines. And we, you know, the whole time they were kind of trying to sell off their franchises. Like, they're making a Metal Gear Vampire game, for God's sake. You guys heard about that? Like, a zombie, no. like, Resident Evil-style Metal Gear game. They're using all the Metal Gear f- characters, and it's, oh, it's pretty much like Resident Evil. <laughs> all right, so, okay. Yeah. Here, here's what we got right here. This is what I have been not necessarily fighting against in the game industry, but being very vocal about not enjoying or appreciating is this sense of, like, corporate culture just coming in and like vampirically absorbing and draining all the fun and the, the, the flair and, but also the integrity of the gaming industry, right? Like it's like, Oh, make 50 of this type of game because that's what people are buying right now. And it's like, I don't care what franchise or what licenses I have to acquire to pull this off. I'll ruin it because we want to make money. I still feel like video games as an art form can be profitable you know, and still be like something that you can respect and appreciate. You don't have to just go straight to, you know, like let's take Metal Gear and turn it into a zombie. Like you can still just make a Metal Gear game. You know what I mean? Fans will still buy that game. But well, this reminds you, me of. Uh, oh yeah, keep going. Sorry. Like, I'll just I'll hit the last point. But you know, I get it. You you open up the iTunes store and it's like, well, Metal Gear Pachinko cost us like. <laughs> 19 grand and three guys made it and it has longer revenue tail than any $60 video game they've ever right, made. Yeah, right. I get it. It looks great on paper, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. You turn against gamers, gamers will turn against you. That's usually how it happens. Well, that reminds me. I knew a, a producer once who was actually a really good buddy of mine who mm-hmm. um, went on to produce tons of games and he kind of got that mindset, which kind of annoyed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, hey, I'm looking for the cheapest product just so I can keep my business like pumping out these little games. And then when he would look at me or people with like talent that wanted to spend quality time making something meaningful or passionate, yeah. you know, they're just like, I don't want to pay you. Like, I'm looking for the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
wonder if, yeah, this kind of just reminds me of that maybe where too many uh, unfortunate business style men are getting in the upper echelon and it's just becoming like, all right, talent, we're kind of not caring how good you are, what you can produce. <laughs> we just need that bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you start looking at your employees as cogs, uh, and she then that way it's over. There's no way to reverse that type of thinking. So you guys are what an artist for how many years? Twenty years? What are you making? Why are you taking so long? Why do you care so much? Just make it. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. It's like there's nothing that you can say or do or show to change their thinking because once they feel like art, it's, like, it's just a thing. Uh, then that's it. It's just disrespect, man. It's disrespectful to the people who call themselves artists yeah. or developers. It's disrespectful to the customer because you're like, they don't want, you know, like a great experience. They just want mindless escape. Yeah. So give them cookie cut click tap revenge three or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just heartbreaking for me because I see it happening and it's slowly winning. Yeah. Oh, and on one end though, they just blow money. Cause when you have unpassionate people at work, not caring mm-hmm. about your product, mm-hmm. Yeah, pay him for 12 hours, but guess what, buddy? You're paying him for five hours, four hours. Of work. <laughs> that's the thing that I feel like most like, people don't get. Yeah, that's I'm telling you. It's, it's so much healthier, I feel, if they feel that way about uh, their products or at least the quality. Um, it's much better for them to be upright saying, like, I, I don't really care. Like, just make shit, right? Then to kind of oh, yeah, kind of do it, the most companies kind of I feel like uh, from the top down they do it in a longer slow death right it's mm-hmm. you you find out bits and pieces of it in in little small meetings like suddenly mm-hmm. I I don't know why he he's so against or she is so against the idea of like making this work and making it work better. And it's like, oh, maybe it's something else. But then you don't find out till like near the end where like, man, this guy did not care about the quality of this game. It's like, holy crap. No wonder all these and you, all those hours that you make employees walk around the buildings uh, after a team meeting or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> they could have saved all those hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what- That's true. They could be a little more upfront. Yeah, it goes back to our last podcast. Yeah, where it's like... They expect you to be insanely passionate, but they want a quick, crappy product. So it's like, mm-hmm. just tell me straight up, you know, that way I don't have to stay here, go home, <laughs> about this, you know, like how my art looks like crap or design looks crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point, Brandon. All right. So uh, I'm going on to the next one. Uh, this is from October 26, 2015. So as I recall, that was in the midst of all this controversy. All right. Maybe this will give us some perspective. Uh, one star out of five. So this is a juicy one. Uh, former employee, right? Uh, actually worked in L.A. So we know this is a Kojima production guy. Uh, the title is Sinking Ship. All right. It's already good. <laughs> So pros, short one sentence, barely count as a sentence. Great benefits, and you get every holiday off. I think that's like the bare minimum. <laughs> that's actually the bare minimum. <laughs> every every required holiday they give us. Um, just like every other job. These Americans with their holidays. Recently, uh, we had a, had a company that had a bunch of people laid off, and he wrote like, oh man, I'm so glad I work with you know, nice people. <laughs> yeah. it, it was very vague. And then I went to my buddies that still work there and I was like, did you guys get this? Like, 
he didn't write talented. He didn't write, you know, motivated, like passionate. He just, you know, vaguely put this. You know? <laughs> so that's obviously a, yeah, a total difference. Yeah. I like that my coworkers had two hands. Thank you. <laughs> like, what? You're just naming facts now. You're not even complimenting anything. All right. <laughs> I got every holiday off. I got every holiday off. That's, that's you're not supposed to brag about uh, stuff yeah, like that's that. someone like, having that's, to put something. I don't know if. Yeah. Uh, well, that's someone trying to be very discreet. Yeah, but I don't. I forget. Yeah, like I don't want. You. Yeah, I forget if Glaster requires you to fill up all the blank spaces. Maybe that's you know it was someone forced to write something, right? So great benefits. And you get every. You know what's interesting yesterday. about that though is saying that like even let's just say it was an honest like hey I get every holiday off. That's that's some bullshit. Where have you worked? <laughs> yeah, you where have you mean? worked, buddy? Hey, this Christmas yeah, that's night, a, you that's only get I one mean. day. Yeah. You know? That's what I mean. That's a secret diss, right? Yeah, there. it's I mean, a secret he diss. Didn't say that the team is passionate, talented. He's like, hey, we get holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a guy. So, uh, sinking ship. Sarcasm. Yeah, sinking yeah. ship. So, cons. All right, it's a lot longer. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> uh, all right. So, management is stuck in the old times. So, I don't know what that is referring to. Uh, Colin, you have the most experience out of all of us. <laughs> has. Has management so been different? Thing, yeah. Sorry, the guy's statement was just management is. It's what? stuck in the old times. So yeah. that's his only comment right there. Well, that's just, no, that's one one of the comments. But that's the full thought on that comment. It's stuck in the old times. Uh, so I don't know what that means I exactly. I feel like we need a like, new one. Yeah. Here's that your punch card, employee. Sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the thing. Maybe it'll build up. It looks like it's building up. All right. The next one is not willing to step into the future. See, now it, he's talking about time. And the next one after that, it, tons of restrictions to working within the company. So probably the email thing that was mentioned, YouTube, YouTube browsing. YouTube. That's probably why then. Stuck in the old times. Like work is for work. Play is at home away from work. Maybe that's the no email well, on are, phones I mean, allowed. These... <laughs> <laughs> this is like to me, I don't know if you guys do it. For me, I don't put my email work on my phone. Like I don't think about work when I leave. I don't yeah, like either. so I I think this should be a pro. Mm-hmm. Like this guy should move that to the pro column <laughs> if they're forcing that. I don't know. Some of these to me are still indecisive to me. Like I can't tell if it's just a bad employee or if it's actually bad management because yeah. some of these sound like they just want to well, the, maybe go in and change. Right. Or they're definitely mm-hmm. angry. Every week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, huh. next comment was said restrictions to almost everything you look at. Big brother is always watching. So that last four comment is kind of like related, right? Like basically the stuff that we were hearing about email being restricted, uh, browsing mm-hmm. is super limited when you're at work. And this is the LA company, by the way. Like I haven't worked at a place that was that restrictive on things. I don't know if you guys heard of this before. I haven't heard, but I do know that I have been at companies where I'm busting my ass and next to me, some guys on fucking, um, oh, sorry. I don't know. But they're on like, they're on like Amazon or eBay for seven hours out of the day. So to me, this kind of sounds cool where it's like, Hey, can you shut this dude down? 
So call it. Or are they actually complaining that they can't search for material to look for textures sure. or whatnot? You know? yeah. So all this is I in the pro talk. column for Colin, right? <laughs> Colin's all cool with this. So there's probably yeah, only I'll that accent Colin over there. Dude, I'm, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak up. Yeah. I can't. So aside from Colin and whoever that was that you were mad at, like I can't think of any reason why I would say employees are forbidden from Browsing. being professional and just yeah. managing their own time and taking a mental break when they need it and looking at a YouTube video or looking at Facebook or looking at whatever, whatever their escape mm. is, right? Like if you smoke cigarettes and you get out six cigarette breaks or however yeah, many like some people take. <laughs> Oh, is that Colin? <laughs> Calling him out. You know, like, everybody has their reason for wanting to like take five minutes away from what they yeah, were working yeah, on yeah. to just kind of get a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it doesn't bother me so much to yeah. like, have YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a con for me. Yeah, yeah. No way, man. I, I would uh, agree to that somewhat. I feel like, Colin, you are correct, right? There always is that one slacker on the team that's doing mm-hmm. God. There's abusers. Yeah, abusers, uh, right? On some teams, it's like forty percent. But yeah, we'll go. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh damn! <laughs> but I would say this: there's definitely, I feel, uh, catering to the good people is always best, right? Uh, it keeps yeah. the good employees happy. Yeah, this is overboard. yeah, if some asshole yeah. is browsing all the time and suddenly I can't like browse because of that, I feel like uh, it demotivates me as an employee. Definitely. Like from a hundred percent to zero percent. I was like, what, what did you say? You can't, I can't browse. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> like it's, something's happening. And this is probably like, should be a red flag to most of these guys at this time. If they don't like this type of behavior, they shouldn't be uh, there at all. If they don't like, that. well, I think it's, it's always better for the company to handle the situation, handle the person that caused the situation than to do the vague blanket restriction change. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, when you get five complaints that like a one or two people are abusing internet privileges, talk to those one or two people who are abusing internet privileges. Don't do the pussy email. That's like, (laughs) It's, it's come to our attention yeah. that oh my God. have been abused. Oh, I've seen so that so these times. are the new rules yeah. for everybody. And it's like, come on, man. I, unfortunately, I've seen two yeah. of those before. Yeah, <laughs> I've never appreciated those emails because you know exactly. Yeah, it, it just brings the whole team down when they do that. It, like, there's no one looks at that and's like, yeah. finally, maybe Colin, finally. <laughs> well, this just reminds me of two things. Either. <laughs> Uh, executive producers or someone coming in doesn't really know the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or um, I, I see that. Or it's just yeah, you have too much. Uh, excuse my my term here, but you have too much fat on your team, mm-hmm. and you have too many people slacking and um, missing deadlines, just surfing the internet, and they're and they're just like, God damn, like we hired six of you and only two of you are working. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this though, and that does happen. Yeah, lot. I will say this, like. I would not say anything if I was a manager until we start missing deadlines. I mean, that's a clear example of you guys are not doing your work, right? But if you're doing this and everything and you're still killing, like like our team always does. Mm -hmm. I can't say the same with design. Our team always kills, (laughs) always delivers. (laughs) We're always on time. We watch two movies at the same time. Does not matter. We always deliver every deadline all the time, right? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't see an issue, right? Like, don't make it an issue. 
until there's an issue, don't make it an issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be because by then you're not going to have a, a room full of artists arguing against you. It's like, yeah, we kind of most likely they own up to it. Like, yeah, we, we, we're not delivering. We're missing deadlines. Like this is our livelihood. Like we need to be paid. So we, changes need to be made. Like that will be, if it's a good art team, right. Or, 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 or any department team, they would own up to it and actually mm-hmm. encourage the change, not be against it. So, all right. So with that being said, I'll, I'll move through this guy's comment real quick. So he's saying people have tried to work efficiently only to be punished by Jet Japan corporate. Don't know what that means. HR is abysmal. Only positives that have great benefits. Well, great benefits have come up three times now. So I'm I'm assuming Konami has really good health care, uh, but probably because it benefits them the most. Well, receive. I'm assuming everything else sucks about the company. <laughs> so far, benefits have been like, popping up. Benefits is it, y'all? Yeah. So this sucks. is 2015, October 26th, right? I forget the date exactly when Kojima went down, but his advice to management or she is that just close shop. This guy's working there. Uh, there are a few good people out there for the most part. The most people who have been there a long time are ruining the company and won't move on. Mm-hmm. How relative is that, right? If, Man, that's bad hiring right there, dude. They Japan was like, let's get an American studio, and they just... I don't know. I've seen that before too, man. They hire, yeah, just whoever. And Japan's like, I hope you guys hired the best. And it's like, if you compare us, yeah. like, <laughs> we're on a bar graph. Right we're yeah. up here and you're down there. Our creative director is down here. You're up here. Our <laughs> art director is down here. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. So like uh, a lot of the frustration I feel like from employees is that like I'm still learning this, right? I'm I'm getting wiser, but I feel every employee or anyone that worked in the industry's mistake, first mistake is feeling that they can change things, right? They see an issue, they feel like they can change it, they attempt the change, and it goes one or two ways, right? It all either goes super rainbow, awesome, hey man, that's good advice. I will forward this to the creative. Creative's like, that is great. Let's change the studio. There's enough of people here complaining about the same thing. Let's do it. That never happens, right? Most of the time, what happens is if you have the balls enough to actually say something, you just made yourself a target. <laughs> and, and so the remaining time that you're there is a living hell. So uh, I see a lot of that <laughs> in a lot of these reviews. Uh, I feel a lot of people are... the. You know, it's not about them being uh, seeing the the bad things happening. It's people that actually try to say something about it and nothing happened. And so they're a little burnt from it. That's at least what I'm seeing from a lot of these things. But yeah, I think we only know. I, know, I still feel like, yeah. I still feel it goes back to bad hiring because. Uh... Are you talking at the lead level or at the uh, everybody underneath? Or at any level, because I feel like, yeah, when you're working on games like this or you hear these complaints, it's usually um, people that aren't worthy of being there and they're complaining. Like I was talking about the whole tech stuff. Like it could have been someone that's trying to change the studio because they can't do <laughs> like use the tools they already have. So they want to add new tools and new stuff and change it or 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the next one is pretty appropriate to what you're saying, right? The next review is two out of five stars. I haven't even seen a five star yet. Usually we would see that by now. Anyways, uh, title is frustrating. So this gets frustrated. Pro, a great history of IP creation, forward thinking, always trying to be the best. Uh, well, that was 25 years ago. Does not really apply to the day. Read the cons. <laughs> this guy can't wait for you to read the cons. Uh, the cons. Uh, they lost their way. A bunch of people in the corporate office saying one thing, doing another, and giving zero power and authority to those in charge, quote, uh, and expecting 100% accountability in return. Do not bother. Advice to management. I know you heard it all before from many current informing employees, right? So uh, there is some confirmation that a lot of people have complained about the same thing. Just give up now and close the doors. When Kojima left, it was game over. <laughs> so that's was September 18, 2015. Is that Kojima's like fake account? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but honestly, dude, if you were... When I left... Oh, oh. When, when Kojima left... All right. Let's be real here. Let's be real. If you were a person working at Kojima Productions... Yeah, yeah. And Kojima isn't there anymore. <laughs> Most likely, yeah, it is game over. Like the guy, this the, the studio that is named after the guy has just been fired, right? Yeah. Like if he's still alive, yeah. right, and can still work, is still in his prime and is not there. Yeah, yeah something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. Um, all right. So Jesus. a lot of this is going. I'll go read quickly through, through some of this because it seems like it's building a story around it, too. Uh, so uh, cons overtook the pros. That's the title of the next one. Two out of five stars. Uh, worked at Konami Digital t- Entertainment for more than five years. All right. This guy is mm. this guy or gal is oldie. So pros uh, full slate of health benefits. 100% paid by employer. Man, it must be really oh, good. Nice. Must be really That's good. Awesome. Generous 401k match. Rapid Whoa. rapid PTO accrual. The people were uniformly outstanding. Best collection of course in my career. So the people were there were awesome. And uh, they took care of you health-wise in case you die, right? It's awesome. Cons. Paranoid atmosphere. Didn't know if we were in El Segundo or East Germany. That's a huge statement. Employee happiness and well-being took us backseat to just about every other consideration with HR being consistently inhibited in their efforts to boost morale. So they were at least trying to better things. Freaking. Well, what do you need to boost morale for if you're working on a badass game, dude? Like that, It's probably a badass license with bad design decisions. Comments. <laughs> yeah. Based on the other comments, Brandon, I have a feeling they hired a, a recruiter, hired leads or art directors or something that obviously were not. <laughs> well, I feel like most studios go down into decline and it always starts I would make with, a comment. Yeah, with the lead or art director. Well, I would make a comment like that where I'm like, oh, man, HR is awesome. Oh, benefits are awesome. If I fucking hated everything else right the art department. that's the thing that like, you can like come my up. discipline yeah so this guy yeah it's it's obvious that everything else is wrong but hey they're getting paid yeah you know? well i'm pretty sure and non-leads because most of them say co- co-workers right people that you work next mm-hmm. to and, and generally every place that i worked at even if i had crazy complaints hasn't really been about the guys that i hang out with right uh at least in my experience so i do understand 
if they are complimenting people they were working next to are, are pretty cool and everything's working out. I do realize also that they don't say leads, right? Awesome leadership or anything that's always, yeah. that's always left out. So uh, cons are, uh, yeah, they feel like uh, this is not LA, but East Germany, right? Uh, HR consistently trying to improve efforts to boost morale. Colin and I know about this type of behavior, right? Little, little tea parties every two weeks <laughs> thinking that this is going to fix my lead being stupid or not. My shit ass <laughs> art, talentless art director, creative director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ice cream day is not going to fix that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ice cream day. <laughs> so this is probably something yeah, along those movie, lines. Movie day, movie day uh, ice cream day, bar. Yeah. It's not going to uh, fix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to fix uh, how horrible this place is. All right. Freaking layoffs mm-hmm. were poorly managed and executed. I, I can sense that. So um, probably a little background on that. You know, layoffs that are happening are probably in the regards of you would hear about someone not being there anymore the day of, not getting a chance to say goodbye. They're just like, hey, this person doesn't work here anymore. And then just I feel like if you see enough of those, I don't know why they handle it the way they do. I, I, I've been at enough places where they do do that. And it feels like you guys should leave too. <laughs> it's like, it's like mm-hmm. something's going wrong here. Like for you not to be able to, yeah. for that person to finish their two weeks and be able to walk around and say goodbye and stuff. It's never a good message to send out. Um, and it's always being sent out by, I don't know, the CTO or something, the money guy who has no problem saying that, Hey, I, I just freed up our benefits and salary this year <laughs> by this much. Uh, he's not here anymore. Like usually people are not excited about announcing that type of thing. But anyways, um, management was making it up as they went along, non-existent proactive communication about strategy. Uh, just a very depressing workplace. Stop being objectively terrible. Advice to management. Wow, working on a very awesome and same middle gear five, dude. And I, that's and I hear that. <laughs> no, I'm telling you right now. That's what I said before, man. They hired bad, insanely bad management leaders, and uh, it shows in this review. Oh, actually, yeah, it's just one review. Yeah, that's one <laughs> review. But we're we're starting to see a story. I feel like so. I worked at Konami yeah. for uh, full time for a few years. Uh, the title is outdated company, too slow to succeed. So we hear this a lot, right? It seems like it, they're very um, situated in their old ways, right? So it could be the email thing. It could be the browsing history. It could be just come to work just to work and leave type of thing. Who knows exactly what the details are. Some of them are hinting at it. But the pro is the company afforded me a great deal and opportunity to grow my skills and knowledge. Only I had to do it on my own with no actual help, example, or encouragement from the company. So I love how these pros would start pretty positive and then like like a hamster being like uh, electrocuted or like buzzed a bit quickly goes down to like but i did it myself uh the company did not help me do this uh well i was at one company where it was like that where it was like all the newbies hired was the new tech yeah isn't that funny? Like they didn't care to teach them. The people there didn't care to learn it. Yeah. And they weren't like, Hey, we'll kind of 
after two, three years, hopefully you can learn a little bit of ZBrush. Yeah. It was like, all right, we give up on you guys. We'll just hire people that know their shit. We're good. <laughs> you know? Just updating the And team. that is sad. Like when you get a company like that, yeah. So I don't know, but from this comment, again, it's kind of hard to tell if it's uh, the reverse, if it's uh, a guy trying to change the company or if it's... Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like most people who work at a company that sees a game that has potential like Metal Gear, right? I think that's what upsets most people. It's like, oh my God, this could have been great, but it mm-hmm. isn't, right? And so if you care just enough or even a little, that would move most people to try to change things. Like they would at least voice, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that stupid shit right maybe we should do something cooler at least some effort and then getting burnt right it's the burnt that yeah. drives most i feel glass door uh reviews right it's being burnt like you tried and attempted and being burnt and you need to say something even though either you don't work any work there anymore or you don't care as much anymore but you feel still inclined to say something in Glassdoor gives you that anonymous uh soapbox uh that you can yeah. complain about like i feel like every one of these guys are kind of been through the same ringer uh what's interesting to me in regards to this type of thing is like i always feel like Glassdoor is the alternative for the unheard voice that could be completely circumvented if the company themselves had a much better open door policy where action could be seen and felt after the conversation. And it didn't just feel like, like patronizing when you're like, Hey, Larry, we want you to come to us and tell us how you feel. And you do that. And they're like, okay, thank you for telling us how you feel. And then nothing changes. There's no acknowledgement of things being worked on or it's like, they want you to just vent and then think like if they do nothing, that's all they needed to do. I feel like people go to Glassdoor because they're like, I'm a small person against this corporation or this company. And this is the only way that I can potentially make things hard on them the way that things were hard on me. But like, if the company was like, Hey, all right, look, I know we're probably going to hear some things we don't want to hear, but tell us what's going on in your life. Well, I'll take an hour of my time. It's better to you and I have this talk than Glassdoor and the rest of the world has this talk. You know what I mean? And companies need to understand that like you can do so much better for yourself, even if it's going to be a bad situation to hear out the employee and then try to do something to help the situation. It may not be much or it could be a lot, but it's a lot better than that employee being like, these guys don't care about me. So therefore, Everyone who could potentially come to this company, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to come back from that. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, very well put. I mean, I wonder, too, though, if, uh, God, you know, from these comments, if sometimes it's just, um, yeah, like I like I went through where you have management that doesn't really care and you get hired to be that um God, oh my God, what's it called? That artistic talent or even that talent. And then they don't want to let you rise and do your job. So then eventually you're like, oh my God, now I got to battle my manager to get this like badass, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 game out. Mm. (laughs) Like this is a joke, you know? And that happens a lot behind closed doors, which is kind of sad. And uh, there's no real way to get that out there. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I'm going to try to finish this up with some nice five stars, right? I love 
after reading a long slew of one to two stars, I love like I love finding the five stars in the midst of this, right? Some would say it's suspect, but those are just the haters, right? What you guys think? So I'm gonna read some of these. Uh, all right, August, uh, April 26, 2015. So 2015 was the it year for Kojima Production, right? They, that's when all this stuff was happening. So I think these, if anything, are pretty pretty fun to read. Um, starts with the title: Good Company, Great Project. Nice people, challenging tools, right? Mm. This guy loved the challenge. Um, so I've, I've been working at Kojima. So this is a five-star review, uh, digital entertainment full-time, uh, less than a year, right? So this guy's been there uh, maybe past the honeymoon stage, which is around six months and then a little longer than that to at least hear what the employees really think, right? So pros, love the project, love the space, Relatively small team gives it a family feeling. That's a nice spin. Uh, Was it a small team though? Uh, well, the multiplayer team can't be that small. Um, do you know how, how big that, that size is? A hundred ish? Oh, okay. They just did multi. Okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's just a multiplayer team. This was from LA, right? Los Angeles. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. All right. So uh, so yeah, uh, his pro is it's a small team. It gives you a family feeling, right? So followed up quickly with the con. Small team also means shortage of resources for future implementation and requires us to wear many hats. Tools are sometimes limited. So basically they were cheap. Uh, They didn't hire enough people to help. But this guy tried to find the value in having that that awesome small team family gathering uh, meeting where it's like, how the fuck are we going to deliver this? It's like a family get together, right? So uh, advice to management, more transparency, let people know of your intentions and include them in the dialogue. So this is the thing I see a lot when I read these Glassdoor profession, especially the five stars, right? It would start off with a positive vibe but then when it comes to the cons and advice to management it's like like this, these are pretty bad things like where did you get five stars like how do you give a perfect score to a company that are like you're, you're asking them to be more transparent and you're asking them hey maybe you guys should let people know about your intentions and then include them in conversations. <laughs> it's like it's not a passing type of critique, right? It's like, hey, man, maybe uh, you know, have different types of coffee. Uh, that'd be great. You know, that's an advice to management to maybe a five star team. But when you're telling them, like, hey, maybe you should tell us what the fuck is going on, <laughs> it seems kind of like, uh, why are you giving him five stars? Doesn't want to get found out. Yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, five stars, yeah. uh, if you find out who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be mad at me. Uh, well, here's another. So wait a minute, really quick. Yeah. Go ahead. I was a little confused this, this time. So, so this company, they just did the multiplayer, you said. Yeah, right? the LA company was in charge of multiplayer, while the J- so Japan company was in charge of the single player. So they teamed up together. Okay, so... 
So multiplayer, did they have to do a lot of models, levels, or were they just... Well, I would imagine 2015, a shooter, they're probably having, like, probably uh, a lot of different skins, right? So, uh, like, uh, different uniforms that, you know, that people can buy. Uh, You can swap out different camos. Maybe that. Maybe on the environment side, it's like taking the single player. Because the single player uh, levels were all open world, right? It's, like, huge terrain. So the multiplayer is probably like a, a smaller team deathmatch version of that. So there is probably for me when I was like, for me when I was doing my comments and my answers, I was basing this off as like the company maybe making a lot of stuff. There, it's a mix, right? Uh, so there's so but, the ones we read. Some were Los Angeles and some were Japanese. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. So gotcha. Th- this Glassdoor. Kojima production doesn't have its own page. It's mixed with Konami Digital Entertainment, which is the whole company. So, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of the uh, comments, especially in 2015, when the LA studio was going through all that shit, uh, a lot of those comments were kind of giving us insight as it was going down. I feel like. Well, that makes sense, then. They were like, "Yeah, we're getting benefits, but." we're doing online so we don't have to do creative shit yeah. so i guess now that kind of makes yeah sense. like japan doesn't want to maybe trust they wanted us. to do more. yeah maybe they wanted yeah maybe they wanted to do more <laughs> so uh let's see um i'll do one more and i'll try to find a good one all right here's a pretty long one and we'll 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 end it with an average scoring right let's look at an average scoring <laughs> I was gonna tell the truth. Yeah, three out of five we heard the one stars we heard the five stars here's the three stars just to reiterate right and this one this guy's been here for more than five years so i think that's pretty good decent overall experience but can be incredibly soul draining due to the large amount of red tape Damn. So we heard about the red tape many times. So three stars, right? So just to uh, uh, kind of um, let the audience and listeners know, like how the three stars are actually calculated. So uh, if you never visit Glassdoor, it's actually split between work-life balance, and so there's five stars you can rate out of that. Um, culture and values. So there's another five stars that you can do. Career and opportunities. That's two uh, five stars. Comp and benefits, and then senior management. So there's five categories that you have to uh, do um, out of five, and then it averages it into a final score. Right. So this guy, I'll, I'll just read through, just give you an idea of how they got three stars. Work life balance was around three. So. Um, maybe they had to do some crunching, but uh, not terrible, right? They weren't uh, getting divorces over it. Culture and values, two out of five stars. So, you know, ethics, uh, how they were treated, maybe. And um, ice cream day not being enough, maybe. <laughs> That's <laughs> career. It's only one flavor. One flavor, yeah, only vanilla. <laughs> uh, career opportunities, two out of five stars. So uh, that sucks too. Career opportunities usually with regards to growth. That's every game. That's every game. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one lead per department. So uh, you do the math. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get it. Uh, so yeah. Comp and benefits 
Four out of five stars. All right. We're hearing this yeah. a lot. Benefits. At least right. they took care of them. Health and dental, right? Everyone had good teeth. Um, we live in LA. We need money. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for paying. Yeah. Senior management. All right. So this is upper management. Three out of five stars. So that's pretty surprising. Okay. So they were okay. At least in the LA studio, they were cool. All right. And so that all that. Okay. It's three out of five, Brandon. Calm down, dude. <laughs> three out of five. Overall, three out of five. So that's how it calculated. Uh, that's, that's good. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. So pros, <laughs> very good benefits in 401k. Right? Again, the benefits, always the first thing everyone lists as pros. Uh, 401k matching percentage is impressive. So, yeah, that's pretty rare still. I think a lot of companies don't do that unless they're very big. Uh, they always stop at a percentage. Uh, people working there are talented and all around good people. Good location and great parking situation. Love that parking lot. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, I bet, for a lot of these guys to come up with something. The weather was nice on most days. Do you think that these people were ever in a position where they were forced to give a glass door review? I would not be surprised. Uh, I personally go straight to the five stars to determine that. Uh, It's very easy to snuff them out. Uh, And even then, though, what's funny is like even the ones where I felt like pretty suspect on like five stars, great company, awesome things. I always go straight to their cons and they're always like they slip a bit. I feel like it's like it's like. Oh, there's there's some things we can do better at, <laughs> you know. It's like just enough where their uh, their souls aren't completely dead. Right? It's a guilty. Brandon hits him up. Shut up, producer. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop <laughs> that <laughs> shit. Trying try to make. <laughs> yeah. Who are you, anonymous? Yeah, my life's easy, peasy. I'm chilling. Life's great. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a comment, a nested comment on it. Who is this? Who is this? Right. Man, if Glassdoor allowed anonymous comments, oh, it would be so good. It'd be good, right? So good. I wish oh, they would. Geez. The only thing they actually uh, let you do is uh so this is another this is another way. There's a there's a trick to this, right? There's a trick to this to reading Glassdoor is seeing what's true or not. So they have the only thing they have uh, that you can, it's kind of like a comment system, but it's more like kind of like the Facebook like system. It's a helpful link. Yeah. Was this helpful? Yeah. Was this helpful? And people can like, like it basically. And it'll give you the number of how much of this review, particular review was relevant to the rest of the company. Right. And that's anonymous as well. So, Maybe it's worth it to look at like which one was the most helpful and maybe that would be the most reflective because even with this that I'm reading is only one one helpful. I don't know, Brandon. Any name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's got a shitty Italian at a studio <laughs> complaining or is he a- <laughs> I'm pretty sure companies who've had yeah. like a horrific amount of bad reviews have requested Glassdoor to uh, give them Sorry. info. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's ha- that has happened. <laughs> yeah. What's it going to take? You guys have been saving the IP addresses, right? You, yeah. you got something, yeah. right? So, uh, Or they send a few of their people to put a few five out of five star... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> notes on there with uh yeah we get good compensation and a uh, good location yeah <laughs> good parking lot space uh okay so i'll quickly read his cons a lot of these are repetitive uh no clear direction so this has to do with the leads company doesn't seem to be 100 percent invested in the gaming market while they were uh, wanting to do iphone games tons of red tape things move insanely slow at the company various opportunities are missed as a result culture is of course very japanese as a result it can be very difficult to convince Japanese management to go in a direction that would be ideal for the North American market. So insanely probably a talented uh, team wanting to do more, but only restrained to multiplayer uh, and then limited job growth. So, I mean, one lead for every department. That's like every company. Tons of unhappy and unmotivated co-workers due to upper management tricks, roles and slow around. It feels like I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, like for Kojima to find out at the end of 2015, that means he must have known at the beginning of 2015 what was going on. Like, I don't think he was surprised that he got let go. And so a lot of the issues would unravel during 2015, the year of a lot of these bad reviews that I'm pulling from. But, um, it's unfortunate, man. Like, uh, at a certain point, I, I look at these and, and I'm reading through them, and a lot of the pros that get repeated are probably true. And the cons about red tape, uh, slow um, progress, and uh, the American team not getting enough credit to uh, or trust to actually do something it's no wonder they close down dude. Hmm. like there's nothing here that I feel like is completely made up. Yeah, it feels honest. It doesn't feel too close to the five perfect star without any sort of sense of realism. You know, they're like, Oh, this is the best job I've ever had. Everything is perfect here. I don't know how these other people could leave such negative comments. That's when, you know, you're starting to tip it in the, the bogus yeah like most of these reviews are three stars and below um there's only a few five stars so far i'm looking through, through four pages there's like three five stars um i'll read one more but i'm trying to find a juicy one well i feel like once again this was tough because this was Technically, studio going under, right? Studio going almost under. Almost kind of like a almost kind of like what we would consider a porting company, right? Where they just like mm. port systems. So they might have a lot of complaints, and they might be valid, and it might be like, "Hey, we just pay you to port. <laughs> like, we don't want your talent and creativity." <laughs> yeah, they were. Let the Japan team handle the real stuff. Yeah, there so probably is a lot of attitude. Yeah, there. I mean, it's like a it, even though Kojima Production was a first party, at least in the LA one, it was a first party company, but they were treated like a third party company, right? Third party. I would love to do one or hear more about. Um, yeah, really quick uh, about uh, Activision. Uh, what was it? The one that the company that did uh, Modern Warfare. No, Tony Hawk's Skate. <laughs> oh, oh, never saw. Never saw. We can read about. Yeah, because when I was at Activision, I kind of heard a little bit more about that. How 
and it felt like they got totally just fucked at the end. And I just, yeah, if we ever talk about another studio, well, there you uh, go. That could be the next one. But well, hey, you know, yeah. The beauty of Glassdoor Confessions is these are other people's confessions that we are simply just reading to the audience. So we will get plenty of opportunity to talk about any of these companies and just share what other people have said. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot. I think we're going to study a lot of these. Um, I say study and I do mean it. We're going to study a lot of these companies that have clothes and aren't around more uh mm. first right because i feel like we're gonna spot a lot of patterns of what seems to be true and what seems to be false and just disgruntled employees because it is important right if you're disgruntled you're gonna say everything terrible about the company and just dismiss everything that was good about it and so it gives you really um exaggerated uh reviews right we are polarizing very yeah. polarizing so as far as I can see, Kojima Production had a lot of three stars and a few two and one stars. And the issues that were brought up was pretty uh, synonymous with each other. Um, so it was a company that was going through closure in its last year and they felt it. Uh, Kojima was the first to go. <laughs> When, when your game director who's been around for 20 years, who made that franchise, basically, uh, is gone, there's really no chance that you'll stick around, right? So hopefully I think it was pretty obvious. Without being able to say that, like, I knew a lot of people that worked there or, like, felt any of what they went through, I don't want to be disrespectful to them. But I'll say as an outsider who's a fan, I think that, like, how everything played out in the end was, like, completely disrespectful to the man who probably made them hundreds of millions of dollars whose ideas help employed a lot of people who help put your studio further on the map. Like, you know, sure, Konami, I know them from, like, early Nintendo days, but like, come on, let's be real. Like without Kojima, there's a lot of things that that company was able to benefit and prosper off of that wouldn't be possible had he not been involved. It seems like they could have just done it behind closed doors. Like even if it was out of respect, you know, for both entities, because now there's like, they're both kind of tarnished because of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I hate to say it, but like, I, I really wish that they could have just handled their shit without it being so drawn out and so petty, yeah. you know? God, that's, I guess that's, that's where I am. So. Well, that's how it goes, man. It always feels petty. And I made me leave and I felt like, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm not making these people any more money right now for the last year. And it feels good. So. <laughs> that's what happens though. Like, take it. Yeah. You can hire your crap and make whatever. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our first glass door confession. I want to thank you guys personally for joining me and yeah. to kind of read on what's going on with Kojima. I felt like yeah. I got a lot more insight on what was happening. 
And uh, fans of the podcast, you made it to the end. Congratulations. I would like to ask, though, that you give us feedback on this episode specifically. You can obviously comment in SoundCloud. You can go on Facebook and comment on our Facebook page. You can even email us if you'd like. We would like to get some feedback on how we did this time around, things that you might think could make this interesting for you, things that you would like to hear more of. This is the first one, and we want to make it better just for you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a supporter. I'm Larry Charles. Good night. This is Brandon Fab. See you guys next week. Uh, this is Colin Fogel. Thanks, you. Thanks for having me on, you guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.